back to another special episode of Epic Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce, and I'm joined on the line by Lux. Lux, how are you now? I'm good. The past couple of days, it's been raining on and off. Oh, that's unfortunate. I mean, how uh, the, has it just been sort of like hot and humid, or is it like actually like cool off? A mix of both. Like a mix of both, actually. You no know, thing. Like it rains, it cools off for a bit, and then it gets hot and humid. Oh, that's the worst. Like you want the temperature to either break and stay off, or you want to just stay hot, so you have like warm rain. Which like warm rain's pleasant. Don't get me wrong. Like. I don't mind going for a walk in the warm rain. I object to going for the, a walk in cold rain and then it getting hot and then down I'm sweltering again. So it's unfortunate. It was really sticky here today, but tomorrow it's going to be 14 degrees Celsius. Let's see. 14 Celsius in Fahrenheit is like, I believe it's like in the mid 60s. Oh no, 57 degrees tomorrow. Welcome to summer in Canada. Degrees tomorrow. Lux. When's the next time you guys are going to see 57 degrees? October? <laughs> like, welcome to Canada. Jesus. I didn't think it was that cold. Christ. Ooh. And today it, was like, today it was like 88 or 89 degrees. It'll be 57 tomorrow. Oof. That sucks. Uh, all right. Um, otherwise, things are good though. The, so- the shop's busy, doing well. Yep. Nice. And uh, ha- have people continued to um, to be good sports about you know the the extra pre- pre- uh, precautions you guys are taking, or have you guys you know, are, are you starting to catch any any flack from the customers? Ain't nobody said anything. Anything. We're still sticking with the precautions. That's. I think that's a wise choice. I mean, you'd hate to hear you'd you'd hate to hear that somebody from your community got sick and then you know spread it to anybody who who was vulnerable. So I appreciate. I can appreciate you know t- taking your time and making sure that everyone continues to maintain those precautions in the short term. So I think it makes sense. Um, I felt good. I just got vaccinated yesterday, so I got my second dose of the vaccine. So I should be. I'm. I'm all. I'm all up to date now. Only. You know, it's only July of 2021. <laughs> 17 months ago, we started this all, all, all this whole mess. <sighs> anyway, got there in the end. All right. Uh, just remember, folks, uh, don't forget, if you like the content you find here on the show each and every week, you can find us at the, the lotuscouncil.com. That is our home on the internet. Uh, and so that means you can catch the podcast, but you can find other things that are going on with the Lotus Council there. Uh, so you can go check out their live streams uh, on Twitch. You can go find out, find videos on YouTube. Uh, and But I think more importantly, and Lux, I think you'll agree here, the best part is very clear that we talk about every week is the Discord, full of people who love MTG and love to talk, EDH in particular. Would you agree there, Lux? Is that the best part? Yep. Yeah, it's just, just good people talking magic. There's a lot, you know, all sorts of different, you know, formats and discussions to be had almost all the time. And you can find, you know, Lux and I in there too, haunting it. So 
Come and check out thelowscouncil.com. The link to the Discord is going to be down below in the show notes, so you can come and check it out. And uh, come and see for yourself. I think you're going to find that there's it's, a, it's something that's pretty refreshing. All right, folks. Also, for our giveaway, you have until this Friday. That would be uh, today being Tuesday, July the 6th. So that would be uh, Friday, July the 9th to get your name into our uh, giveaway for our, for episode 70. And we'll be giving uh, pulling our winner uh, this, this weekend and uh letting everybody know on air who is our winner uh, on next week's show. So if you are uh, out there and you want to win a pack of MH2, stick around to the end of the show and find out how you can be entered to win. It is not too late. All right, folks. So don't hesitate. MH2 is full of sweet cards. Come check it out. Come and see how you two can, 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 could win a pack. And it costs you nothing. All right, you just got to stick around here. How you going to be entered in the draw? So, I mean, was it, I mean, if, if no one else is going to claim it, Lux, I'll just mail it to you, and you can open the goodness deal. All right. So, ready to go, Lux? We're yep. getting into our garbage or great segment yeah. tonight. All right. So, garbage or great tonight? We have. Oh boy, this one was an oldie but a goodie. Red Cliffs Armada from Portals Three Kingdom. Four and a blue for a creature human soldier. Red Cliffs Armada can't attack unless defending player controls an island, and it is a 5-4. So, Lux, is this garbage, or is this great? I'm sorry, like, it is utter garbage. Yup. There's no way I can defend this card. Usually I can defend things. I can't defend this. It's not like it doesn't even like it isn't even a sea monster, right? Like, you know, like oftentimes this text gets put on like sea creator sea critters, and so like you have to give them an give your opponent an island in order to attack. But this isn't even a, a sea creature, so it gets like it gets it has no benefits of any of it. Just it just loses, doesn't it? Yeah, it just it makes me so sad. And do you know what the price tag of this card is, Lux? Mm-hmm. It's ten bucks, Lux. Like we're used to having ten dollar cards being good, and this thing, this piece of trash, oh my god, it is terrible. Like other reason why it's ten bucks $10. is because of and the it's from Portal Three Kingdoms. That's all that it is. Oh. Absolutely. I'm, there's no. We all know why, why this is expensive, but good grief! Like when bad cards like this are expensive, it makes everybody feel angry, like just upset, doesn't it? Like, do you not get angry when you see cards like this that are worth ten bucks, and, and you pick up that good rares in your like, in your booster pack, and you're like, how is this a how is this fifty cents when this piece of garbage garbage is? Yeah, no. With it, uh, again, with it being yeah. a blue card, you'd you think it'd be good that it'd be playable. Well, I don't, but I know blue mages out there that might think, "Oh, blue's the best color ever." Oh, really? Here, have put one of these in your deck. Ha! That's what I say. To that enjoy enjoy playing your red cliffs armada, and just have the rest of the table play decks that don't run islands. Even better. Even better. 
Just to troll them. Good lord. No one wants to buy this card. Like, alright, no one wants this card. No one wants to play it in a deck. Should we go check it on st on EDH Rack see how many how many decks is in? Uh, okay, I haven't typed it in yet. Over under 25. I haven't looked yet, so what do you think? Over under 25 decks. <laughs> <laughs> it's in six. It's in six decks. Listed on EDH Rack. It's listed officially as 0% of 30 so 300,000 decks that it could be eligible for. <laughs> that makes sense. That's so silly. Six decks. Oh, it makes me laugh. Wait, how is it a $10 oh, card and yet it's legal in Penny? I don't know. That is so weird. I don't know. It's, this is like one of these weird cards, folks. I don't know. Why is yeah, a $10 card legal in the was was it like penny? I don't know enough about penny. Is it like was it pennies at one time and thus is legal? But like I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's legal and popper. Enjoy playing your bad armada and popper. Just ridiculous. Anyway, all right, we're done talking about this card. It makes me sad. Yeah. Just the thing. Yeah, Vertigo's in. It's, this is, it's this garbage. Is a, a dumpster. Yeah, this is garbage. So. Yeah, like uh, it's going in there. If I could like light a fire in a garbage can and throw this in it, it would go. So that's also throwing a ten dollar bill in the garbage can. So I'm not <laughs> oh, sure. Well. I don't think I win that one either. <laughs> and nothing of value was actually lost. I'll make more money. Fair, fair enough. That ten dollars is totally inflated. Another uh, whack. All right, moving on to segment two. So we're going to look, spend some time today, folks, looking at some previews, because the previews for the uh, Dungeons & Dragons set, also known as Adventures in the in the Forgotten Realms, have pretty much concluded, I think. Um, and so we have almost a full a full list of cards, and so we start, we, you know, like start going through some of these cards and giving you guys some of our impression of some of them. Now, Lux... Uh, let's uh, start generally with the set. Uh, is this something that you're excited about? The, the crossover between Magic and and uh, and Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, plus, I'll remind you, Wizards of the Coast is not listening to this. Like they, they don't check this. They don't care about our podcast. So, you, I think you're safe to say whatever you want, my friend. What do you think? Are you excited for this or not? Well, and honestly, not gonna lie. Like after seeing all the spoilers. I'm not as thrilled for the set as I originally was. Yeah, me too. Like I was have to say, I was reasonably excited. Like I saw some of those early previews uh, and some cards and some characters that I recognized. I'm like, oh yeah, some of this looks cool. But I have to say, I'm been underwhelmed by what has been released. Uh, and today we're gonna go through a number of the mythics. I picked a dozen of the myth mythics. And, uh, like, I'm going to be very honest, like, I mean, I've read a lot of Forgotten Realms books, and so some of these cards I thought I should sort of get, I guess, but I don't. So, anyway, here we go. Uh, we're going to start with the very first one. I'll read it for you, Lux. It is, oh, come on, load it up. All right. Demilich. And it's blue, 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 blue. All right, one, two, three, four blues, all in a row. Four, three, 
Creature Skeleton Wizard. This spell costs blue less to cast for each instant and sorcery spell you cast this turn. Whenever Demillage attacks, exile up to one target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. Copy it. You may cast the copy. You may cast Demillage from your graveyard by exiling four instants and or sorcery cards from your graveyard in addition to paying its mana costs. Do, 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 we, do we like this? Is this exciting? I'm honestly not sure. either it's very strange like okay i'm kind of interested in the cost reduction mechanic because playing quad blue is hard do you agree yep so but if you're reducing it by a single blue you don't really want to spend like play expensive instances of sorceries to reduce the casting cost on this can actively make it free. So, like, I feel like that's a bit of a like a tricky situation where you're kind of like building a storm deck. And why? Anyway, like, I feel like you're playing, you're building a storm deck with this, uh, or a storm esque like deck with that's X blue, and you're like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know about that. And then it attacks. You can get. Exile thing, you can flashback stuff from your graveyard. Okay. Interesting. But I don't get it for free. I still have to cast the copy. Which means I presumably have to spend the mana for it. Because if it was going to say, you may cast this for cast the copy for free, you just get it. But you don't. Now you can get that, you, you can pay to get that opt back. But, like, if you're going to go play an expensive, let's say you want to flash back the dig through time in your graveyard, like, that could be problematic. And then you may cast Demilitary in your graveyard by exiling, for instance, and sorcery cards from your graveyard in addition to paying its other costs. Well, okay, that's great. It can come back. But the truth of the matter is, um,. If you're playing a storm deck, you want those instant sorcerers in your graveyard, not being gobbled up by Demillage. I I don't think I, I mean there's some interesting, powerful stuff here, and it's intriguing, but I don't think it's particularly good. Any thoughts here? Like, am I missing something? And no, not really. I, I don't think so. And and then the art's weird. Art's super weird. Like, I don't know what Demilich means, but, like, like this is a weird card with a skull with... What's in his eyes and mouth? Is that, like, diamonds or something? I don't, I don't know, man. This thing's weird. So, are you in or are you out on Demilich? Are you out at $24, which is what it's pre-selling for? Because obviously, they, someone's probably hyped for this card. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> I'm like, there's a lot of hoops to jump through in order to make this good. I don't know if I want to spend the time and energy to make this good. I'm out. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> you don't. You. You. I'm guessing you don't like it either. All right. What do you got next? 
And next up, we have Evan Death and Dracolich. And two in black okay, black. Okay. Pleasure creature zombie dragon, 5 2, with flash and flying. Evan Death, Dracolich, enters the battlefield tapped. You may cast an Evan Death and Dracolich from your graveyard if a creature not named Evan Death, Dracolich died this turn. I'm okay with this. This is interesting. It's not. Okay. It gets, it's pretty basic if you think about it, right? Yeah. But in the, in the sack deck, so if you're playing like a black green or a black red sacrifice deck, where you can pretty much rest assured you're going to kill something all the time, this is going to allow this to hop out of your graveyard regularly and go and like, like, like dome your opponents. And if you have like, so you have like your Viscera Seer or your Woe Strider or your whatever as your free sack outlet, you can get it end of turn, cast it, put it into play, tapped, and then you're on turn, your turn, you run tap, and you got a 5 2 flyer, which doesn't sound awful. Like, that sounds like a thing, right? Yeah. Do you want to, would you ever envision yourself playing this as a commander? Honestly, not as a commander. In the 99, definitely. Yeah, this could, like, I, th- I see this goes in the 99. Uh, this, is not a, this is not a commander. Even though it's a legendary creature, it's not, it's not going in my, in, my, in my command zone. It's going to have to, you know, take up, take up a spot in my 99. Interesting. Like, this, I, this is applicability. Like, it's not awesome, but I definitely don't think this is a mythic. Like there would have been a time this card would have been like a would have been like a a, a a rare like instead of a mythic. Would you agree? It sort of looks and feels like this is like I know it's supposed to be the core set or the replacement for the core set, and it's doing it. So this card is kind of kind of like it's okay, but it's not anything to write home about. So. All right. Next up, we have Eliwick Tumblestrom. Eliwick Tumblestrom, two green, green. Legendary Planeswalker, Eliwick. Starts starting loyalty of four. Plus one, venture into the dungeon. So, those of you, we're going to cover this another week, but one of the mechanics here is that there's a dungeon mechanic that uh, you can progress through to get extra value for your, for your creatures or for your team. And Eliwick's going to make sure that you can push through it if you allow her to plus one on a few occasions. Minus two, look at the top six cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card from among them and put it into your hand. If it's legendary, you gain three life. Put the rest of the, on the bottom of your library in a random order. That's okay. I think that's, like, that's a good ability, right, Lux? Like some card advantage there. You go digging, find a, find a creature. Alex, any thoughts on Eliwick here on this on, on her minus two? It's a minus two, and it looks in uh, appealing. Yeah, that minus two looks looks decent. And then minus seven, you get an an emblem with creatures you control have trample and haste, and get plus two plus two for each differently named dungeon you've completed. Well, considering there's only three dungeons. You can go and get that emblem in like 
I guess at most you're getting plus six, plus six, and trample and haste. Like, that's a big game, but, like, that's a lot of work. Like, I think that minus seven is probably really... That may as well be throwaway tax. Like, that's not really a thing. So, we're looking at this card for its plus one and its minus two. Assuming that you actually want that plus one of venturing into the dungeon. So, what do you think, Lux? Are you in or are you out? What do you think? Like, she's green. This is a green card. It looks like a green card. I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of out on this one. I don't like this. I think this one's not a good card. Like when it self when it self references the dungeons, like Honestly, and they're only and they're only this is no good. Like anyway, go ahead. And they honestly, like it feels weird to me saying this, but I don't really care for this card. I know it's a green card. You and I should both love it, right? Like by de facto, yeah. like we, you and I should be like green card, awesome. But this one, like this one, sucks. Do you think this is like this is gonna put? No, I can't. This cannot rival Tybalt as the worst planeswalker ever. Can it? Like two mana Tybalt from Innistrad block, who was god awful. This can't. This isn't anywhere near that bad, right? Yeah. But it's not good. Like this, the, the minus, the plus two, plus the plus one is, I, I guess, is okay if you're into this, if you're into the dungeons. The minus two is a decent ability. That's a decent card, right? Like you can go and, like you can go look at six. That's a that's a pretty big game. But I'm also not excited for it. And then the emblems like throw away. So, yeah, I don't know. Not not digging it. I, I'm I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. And at fifteen dollars a pre-order, I am definitely not spending fifteen bucks on this thing. What? So. All right, yeah, it's like look at it. It's just like Scratchfall is telling us that the it's like pre-selling for fifteen twenty-three. Scratchfall, get your things together. And there's an alternate version of it that's like thirty dollars, which actually looks pretty sweet. Like the art looks pretty awesome, but like thirty bucks, come on, come on, folks. This will be f- how how do you, how low do you think Elliot gets? Three dollars? Honestly, I'm thinking lower than that. Maybe around in the, in the twenty-five fifty cents. No, it's a mythic. It's going to hold more than that. Do you think it's going to be like 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 Basri Cat sort of style, where Basri Cat was like a couple of dollars? Like Basri Cat is like a dollar seventy-four. I, I, I think Elliot could get under three bucks. Maybe under two. But I think this card is terrible. <laughs> That's how bad I think it is. All right, you're up next. Flame Skull, go. Yeah, Flame Skull for one red, red creature skeleton. One with flying. Flame Skull can't block. And Rejuvenation. When Flame Skull dies, exile it. If you do, exile the top card of your library. Till end of turn. Eh. Uh, until end of your next turn. Oh, until the end of your next turn. You may play one of those cards. If you cast Flame Skull this way, you can't play the other card, and vice versa. 
Okay. I'm not playing this. Like, I, I can't envision me playing this in any deck. Like, I, I don't know. I, and like, I was... Okay, let's go see. Go ahead. I was reading the card, and I was just asking myself, okay, like, what exactly is this? Like, where, where do you put this card? And I, I don't know what you do with it. Like, you put it in... It a, and they just... Burgy? That's what that... But they don't even bother putting it in a deck, and they just put it in the, in the bulk in a bin. Like, I mean, it'll be fine in standard. Like, I can imagine this doing work in, like, a mono-red aggro deck. But, like, in commander, like, it's being put into things with Burgi and Atali. Like, and that, I mean, I mean, Valky, maybe? I don't know. Like, I just, like, folks, I don't know what this deck, this card is good for in commander. Like, I can, I can see the appeal in... Constructed, but like for for us, like this is not a card you want. So, bah, no, I'm out. This, this is garbage. It's absolute garbage for Commander. I, mean, I hopefully someone proves me wrong and I get killed by it. But like, I'm not in. I'm not. I'm not trying that card out. What do you got next? Oh, or is, it, is it my turn? Uh, yes, it's my turn, isn't it? Icing Death, Frost Tyrant, legendary creature for two white white is a four three with flying and vigilance. When Icing Death, Frost Tyrant dies, create Icing Death, Frost Tongue, legendary white equipment artifact token with equipped creatures get plus two plus O. Oh. Whenever equipped creature attacks, tap target creature defending player controls and equip two. So, thoughts? And like it seems like a white card. <laughs> I I don't hate this. I don't hate this. The fact that it dies and creates a thing, and I mean it's unfortunate that the equipment is also legendary. Because how cool would this be? If this slotted in Tesa, and if you do want to die, you had two sword tokens created. But since it's legend a legendary white equipment artifact token with equipped creature gets plus two plus O. Oh, like the, yeah, the legendary equipment piece bothers me because I think I would be much more inclined to try to try and run this one if I could like make a bunch of copies of it and then slap them all over the place. But But I mean a four three body for four is decent. Flying and Vigilance are good abilities, and the fact when it dies, you get value. Seems okay to me. Right, Lux? Like, this, I mean, it's not exciting. It's not like, <gasps> you're gonna kill me with Icing Death, but it, it seems decent. The biggest disappointment is the three toughness, because now it can be zapped by a lightning bolt or, an, or a searing spear or incinerator. Go ahead. One thing I was going to say, though, is that you, know, you don't really have to worry about the Legendary Clause because Mirror Gallery exists. No, it's true. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Still, though, I mean, yeah. Again, 
Are you playing this as a commander or is it going in the 99? And this one might work as a commander, but and just to be safe, like put it in the 99. Yeah, I'm putting. I think I'm, this is going to be the 99 for me too. I'm not. I'm not too keen to rush out and try and build a icing icing death frost tyrant deck. So it's going to go in my in my 99 somewhere. All right, up next, what do we got? We have a Emirith Desert Doom for three blue blue legendary creature dragon five five with flying. Emirith Desert Doom has ward four. As long as it's untapped. Emirath deals in combat damage to a player, draw a card. Then if you have fewer than three cards in hand, draw the cards equal to the difference. I actually like this one. Again, I'm not playing it as a commander, but I like this one. I like the ability that like the ward four is good. That's I mean it's not hexproof. I'm glad they're moving away from hexproof generally. But to tax them to make them spend four more mana to to target this with a spell seems good. Um, as long as it's untapped. It's kind of like Ojatai. Uh, and then when you deal you, you deal damage, you draw a card, and you could you could draw quite a bit and sort of give yourself a bit of a grip if you're running out of cards. So I like this. I think this is a decent this is a very decent creature. You? What are your thoughts? It seems pretty cool. Definitely. Yeah, a like, I mean, it's not it's yeah, it's not flashy. It's not exciting, like, oh my goodness, look at that. Like it just does very boring things. Right? Like it draws you cards, maybe draws you three. Like if you have an empty hand, like this might draw you three. That's okay. It's not nothing wrong with that. That's a good card. You gotta work hard for your three card for your three cards, but I like it. I like this one better than most. Any last thoughts before we move on? Or is this, you know, more or less just, just a decent role player? And we can move on. Like you said, this next one is more interesting. Hmm? Yeah, it's not flashy. This next one is more interesting. And I think people are excited for this, this pick of card. So Minsk Beloved Ranger uh, is a red, green, white for a legendary creature, human ranger, 3 3. When Minsk Beloved Ranger enters the battlefield, create Boo, legendary 1 1 red hamster creature token with trample and haste. Then X, until the end of turn, target creature you control has base power and toughness. X and becomes a giant in addition to its other types. Activate only as a sorcery, which is a little unfortunate. But what do you think? And honestly, like this definitely screams in the commander, doesn't it? Yeah, this this is a commander I could get behind because you could you could make use of it of its abilities to pump you know a, a, a goblin token or something into a really big threat, and then just just get somebody really. Um, obviously, I think they're encouraging you to. Play this, make Boo, when then when Boo attacks, you pump it, turn it, make it a huge. Actually, before it attacks, you make it huge, and you get them for a bunch. Okay, cool card. I like it. I could actually see myself building a deck with it. 
Do you think it goes to the 99 or think it goes as it plays as a commander? Um, honestly, like this one, the, it'll definitely fit in the command zone. Yeah, I think this one has a little more, little more going on to it. So pretty okay with it. Pretty okay with this one. I like this one. Like I, I think Minsk is uh, interesting. I don't think it's going to be. It's definitely not like a tier one deck, like a top deck of the format. But I think people are going to brew this. They're going to have a lot of fun with this, and I think that's okay. There's okay. There's just there are decks that definitely encourage that sort of play, and I think Minsk is that sort of deck. Lux, go ahead. Old Nobone. And we have Old Nobone. Five and Green Green. Legendary Creature Dragon 7-7. Seven, seven. With flying. Whenever a creature you control deals da combat damage to a player, create that many treasure tokens. Oh. Interesting. Um, What do you think? I mean, honestly, I'm going to stuff this into Netheroy. Treasure tokens of the <laughs> Okay. Um, see, my only reservation here is seven mana for a dragon. Like, it, sure, it's big, it's scary, but lots of things are big and scary at seven mana. So this isn't unique in that way. It doesn't have haste, so you're going to have to work hard to give it haste. And then, I don't know. Like, this one. Like, I mean, I kind of want to get all the treasure tokens, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't think it's that good, though. I think it's a little expensive, and I don't think you're going to get as many treasures off of this as you as you think you're going to. I'm definitely not playing as a commander. Definitely not. All right, up next, we have Tadask. So, six green, green, green for a 10-10 legendary creature dinosaur. Which looks like Bowser from Super Mario. That's what I see when I look at that. Do you see it? Is that Bowser from Super Mario Land? It looks more like a Deathclaw. Yeah, sure. I'll give you that. Okay. The Tarasca's Haste and Ward 10 as long as it was cast. Okay. Whenever the Tarask attacks, it fights target creature defending player controls. Okay. Um, do we like this? Lux, sell me on the 9 mana 10 10. Tell me it's good. Oh, you can, can you? Honestly, like the only thing that it has going for it is the haste and the ward ten. But the even then and they you would really really coming out all that much. No, I agree with you. I think the I think the, the that first line of text is what interests you most. I the mana cost is crippling. I don't think you're ever casting this. And since, it, since you're trying to cheat it into play, you're probably not getting the War 10 and, and whatnot. So, oh, 
I don't know. I don't know what else to say about the Tarask. I don't. I don't. I don't particularly like it. I think it's just too big, too slow. All right. Next, Book of Vile Darkness. Go ahead, Lux. It's a green players. What happened? What was that? Like now, saying like I feel this set is just spitting right in the faces of green players. Well, let's be honest. We've had a lot of we've had a lot of love the last little while, so we could probably do without quite so much love. So, okay, uh, you're up. The Book of Vile Darkness. And for and uh, three black legendary artifact. Beginning of your instep. If you lost two more life this turn, create a two-two black zombie creature token. Tell the Book of Vile Darkness and artifacts you control. Named I have an Vecna and hand of Vecna. Create Vecna Legendary and 8-8 Black Zombie God Creature Token. With Indestructible, it gains all triggered abilities of the Exile cards. Right. Exile the Book of Organs and Artifacts. You control... And hand of Vecna, create Vecna, legendary 8-8 black zombie god creature token with indestructible against all triggered abilities of the exile cards. Okay, well, I mean, you go, so we need to go see what I of Vecna is asking us for. When I of Vecna enters the battlefield, you draw a card and you lose your life. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may pay two. If you do, you draw a card and you lose two life. Okay. Hand of Vecna. Hand of Vecna says, at the beginning of combat on your turn, equip creature or creature you control named Vecna gets minus X, minus X in a turn, where X is the number of cards in your hand. Equip, pay one for each other card in your hand, and equip two. Well, okay, so that's Hand of Vecna. That's the whole works. Do we care about... The Book of Vile Darkness. And, honestly, not really. No, it's like three three parts to go and make an 8-8 zombie god token. Like, yeah. eh. Eh. Like, don't get me wrong, it could be cool, and Vecna is a cool name, but I do not dig it. I, like, I think it's a lot of hoops to jump through. You gotta find your eye of Vecna. You gotta find your hand of Vecna. And you gotta make a token and sack it to a pretty girl. I don't know. Don't dig it. No, I'm out. <laughs> I've thought about it. I'm out. Don't like it. Alright, then we have. I can't pronounce that name, so you could try. Right, and I'll read it. And, uh, we have Xanathar and he killed King Ben. Four uh, black, blue, blue, black, and legendary creature beholder five six. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose target opponent. Until end of turn, that player can't cast spells. You may look at the top card of the library any time. You may play the top card of the library. You may spend uh, mana as though it were mana of any color to cast spells this way. I like this one. This is Gaunty gone crazy. Let me tell you, it is definitely in flavor with the Demir color in a combination. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's totally, like, it's very much on flavor. Um, it's if you've ever played face down Gaunty, Gaunty is nutty. This is good. I like this. Um, I I mean, it's not never going to be a top tier deck, but anytime you can, uh, like, yeah, yeah, like you can't like they can't cast spells on top of their like that's great. Like I love it. Deny them their thing. Even if you like, you take you, you. They have a counter, like a fireball or whatever, and you can just like cast it and then not spend mana, and it just let it burn out. Like I think it's great. I think I, I like this card a lot. I think it's fun. I think yeah. it sort of creates a a fun dynamic at the table, and your opponents are gonna hate it. Yeah, that you sit down at the table and be like, "Good evening, I'll be playing your deck tonight." Yeah, no, for sure. Like, uh, and then. Oh, do they have a do they have a deck for this yet? Because the problem with with uh, EDH Rec is that they don't always have decks for these yet, or like because they're so new. Let's see. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm in. I like this. Oh wow. You know, one of the top cards played in uh, a Xanathar deck, or as people are, are, are building it, but building it with Sakashima of a Thousand Faces. Could you imagine having two of these things? Huh. That's awesome. I'm a big fan. All right, I like it. I'm in. I like this one. This is, this is not disappointing. This is fun. And then, last but not least, uh, we have... Zariel, Archduke of Avernus. Two red, red, legendary creatures. Zariel, loyalty four. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one, gain haste until end of turn. Zero, create a one, one red devil creature token with. Um, when this creature dies, it deals one damage to any target. Um, yeah, there's one one devil, and then minus six is you get an emblem with at the end of the first combat phase in your turn, untap target creature you control. After this phase, there's an additional combat phase. Um do we like this card? And I'm sure there's in a in some way of making it work. Well, I think the reason you play this card is you play it for the zero and then plus one again. Similar to Ellie, uh, Tumblewick, yeah. like, or Tumblestrom, I guess. Like, you play it because now you have a way to give your creatures haste, and you can really, that's very powerful in Commander. Nothing quite like get it, getting your opponent out of nowhere because they forgot that your derpy Planeswalker has, gives your creatures haste. But that can be really relevant. So, yeah. you know, hasting creatures, you know, making creatures. I don't know. Like, I like it. I think it's like I think those cards are. I think it's reasonable. Again, it's not going to be a high, a high powered card, but I definitely think it'll be. It'll see some play. Are you excited for this? Eh, not really. Me neither. Like it'll be. I think it'll be fine. But I mean, I'm not jonesing for the chance to play Zariel. So, all right. I guess it's all twelve and kind of like kind of meh mythics, right, Lux? Like I think on that list, we were kind of excited for 
uh, Ebon Death, Icing Death, Minsk, and then Xanathar. And after that, we were like kind of out on everything. Yeah. So, 40% of the cards are interesting. And the Honestly, other I might just get this set. Uh, I'm fairly certain that Ending. I'm going to as well. I mean, I'll play with it a little bit on Arena, but I'm not particularly excited for this um, in paper. So, However, there are some cards in here that I am interested about, and so that brings us to segment three. Let's look at that segue. Just smooth as silk there, Lux. Um, this week's deck I brewed up is um, I, using a commander from um, our... Adventures in the Advent in the in the Forgotten Realms, and I'm using Driz do Erden. Um, and so let me read Driz for you. Uh, Driz do Erden is three white green for a three three with double strike. When Driz do Erden enters the battlefield, create a Gwen uh, Gwenavar, a legendary four one green cat creature token with trample. And whenever a creature dies, if it had power greater than Drizzt's power, put a number of plus one plus one counters on Drizzt equal to the difference. Okay. So you're looking to put counters on your commander. So what I elected to turn this into was a green-white plus one plus one counter deck. All right. I didn't tr try and lean into the, the cre killing your creatures off so you, you get benefit and turning Drizzt into a menace. I just figured, like, we build a board, we make it go wide, put counters on it all, and, and get them. That's the plan. Not everyone agrees, but that was the plan. Is that a remote... Is, does that make sense, Lux? Does that sound like a plan that you could live with? Yep. Alright. So, because, like, let's, let's be honest, folks. Like, this sort of deck, you kind of want to lean into what Drizzt Durden is doing. Now, you could... You could turn this into an enchantment deck where you're looking to stick your commander and put some sort of derpy artifact on it and like Voltron them out. But I would rather put counters on things and do it that way. So anyway, um, right off the, right the hop folks. And when you look at this deck right now, um, Driz Jordan is listed as being, as being pre-sold for almost $11. I think once this set releases in a few weeks, there's no way Driz to Erden, as, as a rare, is going to be a $10 card. It could be a $3 or $4 card, but not a $10 card. So when you look at the price tag, you say oh, $150. Like, it's not really $150. It's cheaper than that because Driz's value is just inflated right now. All right? But we want to put counters on our commander. Okay. Now, Lux, if I want to put counters on my commander, what do I need to include? What are some must-haves in this sort of deck where you're looking to put plus one, plus one counters on things and use them to smash your opponent? What was that? Repeat that? I'm sorry, Alex. What were you? What were you offering? I was just saying, let's check it out. 
Oh, I'll check it out. Okay, so let's be honest, folks. If you're looking to play with Plasomos Encounters, there are some staples that you need to play that you just really can't avoid. All right, so um, this one is not the right list. This is the correct list. Okay, so you need the Ozolith. All right, so if you're going to put counters on things, you want to be able to get the maximize not having your counters disappear. All right, so that's important. Um, then, in my mind, uh, after you play the Ozolith, you need Hardened Scales. That's going to put extra counters on things, and you need Conclave Mentor. The third piece to that triumvirate is um, Winding Constrictor, but since you're not playing black, you can't you can't put the Constrictor in the deck, so you'll have to make do with Conclave Mentor and a Hardened Scales. Now, here's the hitch, folks. The Ozolith is like $13. The Hardened Scales is like 8 So you're putting $21 worth of credit into looking at like how to maximize your counters. All right. But anyway, for moving on from there, um, the deck itself is pretty straightforward. But there's some, I, I have to say, we put some interesting budgetary choices in this list. Um, so, uh, some planeswalkers do we have Bosri Cat, Nissa, and we have a Johnny the Great Hearted. So, Nissa voices Endicar, Bosri Cat, and the Johnny all care a great deal about plus one plus one counters. Um, and so, they make the deck pretty easily. Your uh, your creature package, um, once you get beyond Conclave Mentor, you're playing some things that are looking to make things big. So Champion of Lambolt um, is just a really just a really strong card if you make it big. Um, you know, you're getting things like Evolution Sage. Since you're putting counters on everything, you want to now you want to proliferate like mad. So you're gonna play a lot of you're play your evolution sage and then some some ways to ramp. Um, but yeah, no, the creature package is pretty pretty decent. You're gonna basically you're gonna have to build build a bomb, uh, build a, a creature that's gonna stomp your opponents, and like so. I think if we go from there, it's got some some interesting abilities. Um, near the top end of the curve, you get your Avenger, Avenger of Zendikar and a Galta Prima, Primal Hunger to really, like, cinch it in that you're, you're going to, you know, take it to the take it to the max to beat your opponents. But um, I like those guys too. Your sorceries are pretty much what you come to expect. You have your Farseek, Cultivate, Divine Reckoning, Harmonize, Starnheim Unleashed, Austere Command, Endure, Indu Inversion, and then Balagled. Recovery. Yeah, is the Okay. Um but yeah, no, the deck itself, uh oh I closed it up. What the heck was that? Anyway, so the deck itself seems pretty pretty decent. Um the only issue I had folks was making sure I had enough land in the deck. So I got to 33 lands in the deck and a couple more with some MDSEs. Um, I'm not super in love with it because um, I would like a little more land. But I mean, the fact of the matter is you're playing MDSEs, you could get up to 35, 36 land without too much trouble. So you're probably in good shape. Um, but And you've got some really powerful things to do with your, your, your mana and to pump your creatures. So like Dictative Heliod, Mirari's Wake, plus one plus one counters. Felidar Retreat is another good one. 
Donna hope to flood the board. I just think that you're in a position where you can do a lot of good. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, the budgetary cuts that I made to this deck, there, folks. I'm going to scroll to the bottom. So when we started this, um, we we or this particular um. Oh geez, where did those go? I lost my comments. Um. Anyway, one of the things that we started with was a much higher uh, value of your deck. Um, and so right now it's listed around $150, which I think is pretty reasonable on the whole, particularly when you consider the Ozolith and Hardened, Hardened Scales are occupying over 20% of our allotted budget for, for this 100-card deck. But you kind of need those cards, so you're kind of, like, stuck. But um, you end up being at 150 bucks. I don't think that's outrageous. Um, yeah. It's a little low on the land. Play some funny cards. I kind of think it's okay. I kind of like it. It's kind of something that interests me, even though um, I don't necessarily agree with Driz Jordan as being the a green-white card. But anyway, we could be, I could be convinced to, to have an argument with that some other time. Lux, any thoughts on the deck? Solid. Yeah, I mean, like we said, folks, we've said it here on the podcast time and time again, this gets you in the door. This by no stretch of imagination means that you're set to go play top-tier decks, because I don't think this is ever going to be a top-tier deck. But what I do think could happen is um, this is gets you a good entry point to get people in the, in, the, in the game, through the door, and playing and enjoying it um, without breaking the bank horribly. Um, because you could spice this one right up. If you're playing counters, you could do things like, um, what did we cut, for instance? Oh, well, we, we cut a temple garden uh, for a land and put in something else. We put a sungrass prairie. We cut, oh, why, where, are the most, where do those notes go? I had a whole bunch of notes. <sighs> anyway, but there were some cards that we took out that were very expensive that we didn't really need. Um, and so for instance, one of them was Heroic Intervention, which is a card that logic would dictate that you need the card, but it's a $10 card. And so again, add that on top of all the cards that are expensive in this deck, we're already $150. You know, you could say, well, I'll just forget it. We'll just go ahead with the, with the vacation anyway, but, um, why don't we have vacations? I don't know, but go ahead with it anyway. Uh, the fact of the matter is like, Heroic Intervention is expensive. You could play Make a Stand as being a reasonable alternative because uh, it gives yourself indestructibility. Uh, so does Unbreakable Formation. So does uh, Chroma's Will. So does Inspiring Call. So you're protecting your things without too much trouble to need, need to have the more expensive version. Anyway. Lux, any other thoughts? Yeah, no, not really. No, again, get you in the door, folks. Get you playing, and you make a, make a, a, amendments as you go through through your games. Right, that's sort of the whole key of the format. And so here's yet another option for you guys to brew and enjoy and to tinker with as you go. All right, Lux. Any last things you want to say about you know what we saw tonight, or about the deck, or anything else as it pertains to uh, the grand set of um, 
Forgotten Realms. No? No last words? Other than skip it! <laughs> Don't skip it, folks. Yep. Just... Pretty much. <laughs> it's, not the, it's not that bad, but I mean, yeah, it's just maybe not go haul hog wild on it. Um, that's going to wrap up this week's show. Um, thanks very much for everybody for stopping in and joining us on the show. If you want to leave some feedback, you can always reach out to us on our social media coordinates. For instance, you can email us at theepicexperimentpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, that will be in the show notes down below. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, which is probably the best and the easiest way to reach us, um, you can find us at epicexpcast on Twitter. So it's at epicexpcast. It's going to be also um, in town tomorrow. So... Yeah, no, that's the reality is that uh, we are. Where are we going with that? Ugh, lose my brain. All right, anyway. Um, but yeah, hit us up on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you guys. Or you can check out our deck. Uh, the, this week's deck, every and every deck gets posted on Moxfield. Uh, we'll use, use, use the username, the Epic Experiment Podcast. Uh, as always, Ask a question, leave a comment, like, follow, subscribe on any of your favorite platforms. Um, we are on things like Google Play. We are on Pod, uh, Podbean, iTunes, thelostcouncil.com. And now, of course, we're on Spotify. Um, so we'd love to hear from you guys and, and help spread the word that we're out here. We're talking magic. We're talking commander each and every week. So come and join us. Thanks very much. Um, next week, we're going to have some more and uh, looking at some more of the stuff from uh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, a new deck, and who knows what else is coming up in the world of magic. But until then, this is the Epic Experiment Podcast signing off and wishing you all the best for wherever you guys play. Thanks very much, everybody. Take care. <laughs>